If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Today I'm here with my good friend, Adam Gardner. Adam, thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Mayor. Excited I really, to be here. I really appreciate you being here. Adam, I first met him, oh, five years ago or something like that. I think that's right. When Shelly Francis Wingett said, hey, well, I told her I wanted to maybe run for city council. And she said, you need to meet my, my really smart friends, Adam Gardner, Ryan. Ryan Perry. Ryan Perry. And then Richard. Yeah. Rossi. And you guys were awesome. It was, it was, that was a fun time. Um, Shelly was working for me when I was the uh, Salt Lake County recorder. And so she had mentioned she had a friend that was thinking of running uh, for the city council. And so can you meet? Of course we can meet. And so we love talking politics and being in the recorder's office. Nobody cared what we did or what we (laughs) thought. So it was really fun to help on campaigns. It was great. Um, And so I remember the four of us, uh, the four of us sat down in my office and talked about how to actually run, what it takes, how much money it takes, um, who you need to talk to, and just the general process. And that was really fun. And then two years later, you're the mayor. <laughs> right. Well. Amazing. It was, it, was a, it was amazing. What it really did for me is, I mean, I didn't know who my, who my state legislators were. I really, I really wasn't involved in politics. I was on the planning commission. It gave me confidence. So I appreciate you guys so much being willing to just explain the process, talk me through it, and help me to realize that maybe I had a shot. And that was great. It's just having someone believe in you just a little bit to give you Don't the Don't you wish more people would feel that way? I do. Like they feel they can make a difference, but ugh, nobody will vote for me. Right. Of course just, they will. Like get out and put your name out and say what you really think. Yeah. And people, if they're attracted to your ideas... You win. If win, not, right. that's okay. Put yourself out there. I always say that everyone should run for office the first time. Um, I agree. Every time after that is the worst. Uh, but the first <laughs> so time true. is really, really great because it's all new for you. It's all new for them. And you're, uh, it's like explaining, explaining your thought process, your political philosophy. It really gets you to be able to refine what you believe. It's true. It really, it, it did. It helped me to, it helped me to identify why I was interested in even being involved. And Shelly gave me the greatest advice. She said, Tammy, even if you lose, you're going to meet the most incredible people that will be your life lifelong friends. And I feel that's what happened. That's what's happened. Yeah, she's right. I mean, just meeting you guys and so many other just incredible people has changed my life. It's opened up our world to new ideas and to new opportunities. And, and it makes great. you busier. It does. It makes us <laughs> it makes busier. You a lot busier. It's a little stressful sometimes as well. But mostly it's just fantastic because it's been, it's been a really neat experience. Adam, thank you. So I'm gonna, I found a Wikipedia page about oh, you, geez. so I'm super impressed. <laughs> I did not create this Wikipedia. <laughs> My wife are. did not create this Wikipedia. <laughs> I have no idea. You are completely legit because you have oh, your own geez. wiki page. So I'll just read a little bit about it. It says that Adam Gardner is a former member of the Utah State Legislature, Salt Lake County Recorder, 
and was appointed as the Utah Affairs Director for the staff of Senator Romney's office. Currently, you are a lobbyist, mm-hmm. and you have an organization called the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association. So that's really exciting. It's something that we're about ready to launch. We've had a bunch of preliminary meetings. Um, you and your company were involved in some of those, and we're really excited. We have oh, 150 to 200 at least that we know of I mean, active aerospace uh, and defense uh, companies in the state of Utah. That's really exciting. They've never been a part of the same association before. It's true. We've all been just little competitors right. doing our thing. And when you want to get in with the big guys, with the primes, mm-hmm. um, that's very difficult to just open the door. And so we thought that this all stemmed from when I worked for Senator Romney. I got a call from um, the Department of Defense. And they said, hey, we want to let you know that we will be uh, going down to St. George to visit this company that the Department of Defense has put money into. And we're investors and they make um, they make solar, uh, not solar flares, solar panels um, for space. And uh, man, we thought this was just I thought this was the coolest company. And so we went uh, we went and visited this company down in St. George. It was in a nondescript building. It didn't have a sign anywhere. <laughs> Top and this was, and we were meeting with like high level Department of Defense folks and they were talking about all the money they put into this. And we just, we couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I was, but before I like to prep for meetings. And so I was calling my friends in the aerospace and defense industry. Have you ever heard of this company? No one had, no one knew who they were. And so uh, as I got to talking with a, with a friend of mine, Andy Perucci, um, who works for Northrop Grumman, we started talking and we realized there were so many folks in Utah that didn't know each other. And we had no set brand of why people should come to Utah. And we have so many jobs to fill thousands and thousands of high paying defense Mm -hmm. jobs. And so we got together and we decided we wanted to start an association And in the past, we found out this was tried probably five or six times in the past. So we want to do it right. We're taking our time. We want to make sure we get everything right, the structure correct. Um, And in the past, a lot of the prime companies didn't want to like share trade secrets and Mm -hmm. compete for the same stuff. And so we just described it as kind of a, this is a branding thing. We want to advocate for issues that affect the whole of the aerospace and defense industry. And, and once I left Senator Romney's office, I kind of had just more freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I had my clients that I worked day to day with, and then I decided to kind of invest my own time and money into kind of creating this association. And so we're in the process of finding an executive director to, to really launch it big. Um, and we've talked to all the members of the delegation and the governor's office, and everyone's really excited about what we're doing. I'm really excited. It should be great. It'll and be your great company's going to be in- incredibly valuable. Um, and so it's not going to be terribly expensive to join. Um, one of our founders, uh, he owns a company. It's in Pleasant Grove. And it is a, they have 250 people working there. In Pleasant Grove? In Pleasant Grove. In aerospace? It's in uh, um, the intelligence industry really so and when the evacuations were happening in in afghanistan as we all watched that unfold on our tvs um there were emergency flights out of afghanistan going to qatar and Mm -hmm. other countries or Qatar, however you pronounce it 
And that was done by this company in Pleasant Grove. They were they were the ones helping everyone evacuate, planning routes. And it's amazing. That's all here in Utah. In Utah. So we think it'll be really good for the state. It'll be fantastic for the state and give opportunities for smaller companies like mine to have interactions and get to know and, and coordinate and team up with some of these other companies. Right. So really, it's designed to represent the aerospace DOD um, Utah businesses, right? That's exactly right. Just to bring and and the other thing we've never had is we've never had any type of lobbying effort as a whole to represent us in Utah. Yeah, there, there's been nothing like that. We've had to individually lobby for different things that we've wanted to see happen. And so, we we found that the state really actually they want to find these companies and they want to call and ask their opinions, um, but they've never known how to do that either because we're so scattered. And so if you had like a prime, like Andy Perucci would get calls from um, the state, from the legislature often, because he's just the only one they knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's a lot on his plate. He has his normal duties and then has to help out the state. And so we thought, why isn't there a clearinghouse for all that to come where all the information on all these companies could just be spelled out? That'll be, this will be fantastic. Keep your fingers crossed. I'm excited about this and I'm excited to be able to be invited to be part of it. So we thank you for that. Yeah. When do you plan to actually launch? Waiting for your executive director? Once we get the executive director hired, I think we'd be about two or three months away. Adam, this is exciting. So it's coming. Good. I love your logo as well. The logo went through. I'm really excited (laughs) I got to be part of that. I hired um, multiple designers. Uh, to go through and whatever they were thinking, I told them kind of a general theme. And so they all came up with their ideas. And so we had hundreds of ideas and (laughs) I was spreading them all over the place. Like on Instagram, I was letting people vote. Which ones do you like? Which ones don't you like? Um, And then I have a text thread uh, with a couple of legislators and lobbyists and, um, and, everyone made their opinions known and they were brutally honest good, good. with with what the logo should look like. And I think we really turned it into something pretty cool. It's going to be great to represent everybody. And really the idea of pulling together as an 8A company years ago, yeah. we wanted to put together this 8A coalition. But the problem was as little 8A companies, we were all competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a, a really big desire to sort of come together and be united. And I wish that we'd, ha- we'd done that because I think it would have been very effective. So really I'm excited helpful. for this. And it's great because you're, you're, you're doing it not as a company specific to aerospace, but just as an organization that represents everybody. Right. And, so, and I think I was the kind of the guy to bring. I'm not the guy to run this thing. Like, you're definitely I would be, the I would guy be absolutely to, terrible. To be able to make it to happen. to bring everybody together, mm-hmm. that's where I felt I could make the um, kind of the biggest impact, especially since I have, I'm not tied to any exactly. of these and industries. I just wanted everyone to come to the table. And, and through all the work you've done, you'd know a lot of people. Well, let's see if we can <laughs> Which, get this. <laughs> let's see if they like me after this. Which makes you a great lobbyist. So tell me about lobbying. How does that work? Um, so I, I mean, God, I really love it. Um, I, I love the fact that our constitution allows people to petition their government. And with a lot of these companies, they don't know how to petition their government. Mm-hmm. Some, some potential clients have called me and they're, they're ready to kind of pay out the nose. For professional. Because they're just, they're, they just need help. They don't help. know how to do it. And a lot of the times the thing they'll, they'll ask you is, we need to get something in the hands of congressman so-and-so we need the legislature to just see this how much does that cost i'm like 
nothing. Just ha- I will give you their phone number. I will set up the call. Like there are so many, um, so many brilliant uh, leaders of companies, and the government side is just foreign to them. And I get that it's incredibly mm-hmm. challenging to navigate. And so there are some that just want to. That's interesting. Act like a normal citizen. Like how do I call my senator's office? How do I set up a meeting? Um, well, I could take care of that. That's free. Don't worry. And about that, that really is free. You don't charge for that. Oh, you know? if somebody, I mean, it, well, not anymore. If people listen to this podcast, that'll cost you. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of things that I've, I will never like, I have felt guilty. I will not charge for that. Mm, um, and then there right. are some that need some really, really complicated help. And they just go, we have no idea where to start. Where do we go? And I, I was doing that a lot when I worked for Senator Romney. Um, I was helping companies. I was helping other lobbyists. Um, and they were asking for legitimate things that the government should be either involved with or helping. So, or, for example, what would be something that would be considered? I mean, what okay. would a company ask you to uh, lobby for? So I'll go through. Uh, uh, I represent uh, a large, uh, the, the third largest residential solar company in the United States. And they're based in Lehigh. One of the things they needed help with was the the Florida legislature had had a net me- net energy metering bill um, that was written by the Florida Power and Light. By a, <laughs> and Florida Power and Light is the largest utility company in the state, and it is owned. It's foreign owned. It's owned by Europeans. You're kidding! It's yeah. not a state run program. So it's not a state run oh, program. Okay. It's owned by investors from out of state, out of country. Um, uh, Rocky Mountain Power is kind of the same. It's owned by out of state investors. It's not a local. Uh, local thing anymore and that's fine but that's how florida power and light was and so they were they had written a bill they crafted it inside florida power and light and handed it to the legislature to run they decided they were going to run it and it was very very harmful to the solar industry so we estimated our company we would have been out of the state in two years if that bill would have been passed we would have just packed up and and just left. left gone to texas so, um, we hired a lobbying team and I was, uh, over the state of Florida. And so we hired a lobbying team to help us out. And first of all, the bill was written so poorly, um, that it was very egregious against solar companies. Oh. And so we got amendments passed throughout the legislative process that would make it more palatable. So it didn't cut us off in 60 days. But wow. it, it, it would allow like a step down, like in two years, it's going to be unpalatable in five. Nobody's going to want solar anymore anyway. So it gave us time to wind down. Um, and then so we got some of those amendments passed. And then once the bill actually passed, we still hated it. It wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't great, good but it had been negotiated. But it had been negotiated okay. down a little bit. And so we met with our lobbying team every day. And we met with the governor's office, Governor DeSantis, his office multiple times. And we explained, here's what happens to small business owners and residents in Florida. Here are the types of people that get solar. Um, they're not, you're not subsidizing rich people, which was the argument <laughs> that the Florida Power and Light were making. These are middle income to lower income Americans that are getting solar on their roof because their power bills were outrageous. Um, in Utah, we do all right because our power is we're, we have cheap energy here. Mm-hmm. Especially in um, Kaysville. Especially, especially in <laughs> Kaysville. And so we actually got Governor DeSantis to veto that bill. And so instead of leaving the state in two years, now we're going to stay there and hopefully have a long, a long and fruitful business relationship. And, and that's all state. done through lobbying. And that's done through lobbying. 
Okay. So, I mean, we, I, I am a lobbyist mm-hmm. and I was asked, we need to go fix this. We need to go fix this Florida bill. Go fix it. Well, I don't know anything about the Florida legislature. And so those same folks here in Utah, um, we have, I represent some clean air advocates. Um, and they said, here are programs we really believe will help the state. Um, and so we got multiple organizations together, the mining industry, petroleum, manufacturing, like heavy industry folks. And we said, are you against any climate or clean air legislation? And they said, absolutely not. We just think sometimes we go about it the wrong way. Well, what do you think? What do you know will help solve the problem? Oh, okay. And so we all came up with ideas, um, fact check those, made sure what we were talking about was actually legitimate. Um, And we came up with a program to use federal dollars that would allow the state to have the option to use federal dollars um, to help small businesses change over their fleet, their their car fleets. Um, and so instead of uh, a 2011 diesel truck, maybe you can upgrade to a newer vehicle and the state would have a low interest loan to help you out with that as interest rates rise. Um, that, that's great. So a that's great idea. Great. It doesn't cost the state a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It would be a revolving loan fund that would get replenished. And so we weren't wasting any money, but we were getting older cars off older off. vehicles off the road. That right. was the idea. Um, and so we got a bill passed. Um, Senator Colmore uh, was instrumental in getting that bill passed. And Representative Steve Waldrip was the House sponsor on that. And they did great work. And that was what it was designed to do. And that was a lobbying effort. These groups came together, these uh, companies, and said, we have no, we don't really have the time and energy to push for this. Um, but we know that this is what matters to our employees and we want to make a difference and show that we're making a difference. What do we do? How do we do it? Please help. And so we come up with a roadmap and we work with legislators that we already know. Um, and, and let me tell you the, the state of Utah, I will just say that you don't need a lobbyist to be able to call your representative or your Senator, go online and look up who they are (laughs) on le.utah.gov. Look up who they are and call them or send them an email. They are, most of them are incredibly responsive. Um, I mean, if you live in Brad Wilson's district, mm-hmm, the speaker which I of the do. house, and you call him before you were in the city council, mm-hmm. um, if you called him, he would answer your phone call or he would yes, call you back. It's true. He would respond to your email. Those are the types of people that we elect. It's true, and I and it's fantastic, and that's what specifically I really do appreciate and respect about our our leadership that we have here. One of the things, though, I think that makes it hard for people is, you know, they might hear about a bill and they might not like it, but they don't really know how to articulate what they don't like about it, and so it's intimidating for for someone to call and say, "Hey, Speaker Wilson, I don't like this," and he'll say, "Well, okay, tell me what you don't like about it," because he needs something tangible sure. to really be able to refer to. And and that's I think that's where there's a little bit of intimidation on a personal level as well as a city level. You know, on a city level, we'll hear, hey, there's this energy bill. Um, there's this bill about uh, solar or water or something. And, and we know that we don't like it as a city, but but maybe we don't know exactly why we don't like it. And then we hire a lobbyist to represent yeah. us. And I guess that that's probably the best thing to do in that situation. I would say never be afraid. And we talked about this before we started. Never be afraid to call a congressional office or your senator or your rep and say, this doesn't smell right. And 
normally I'm against um, when the government gets involved in mm-hmm. issue X, Y, and Z. Can you please help me understand where you stand on the issue and why and explain what this bill does? When I was in the legislature for like a minute, um, it was amazing to me that you're voting on a thousand bills. I mean, you take a thousand votes and you pass 530 plus bills in during a session. Dinner, That's very, 45 days. Very, We're the shortest very, session in the country. Yeah. So not and a so lot you of have time. 32, something like that working days and you cast so many votes. And I'll, I'll be honest, when I was elected, like education was not my number one issue. It was number one issue for like half of the legislature. And I was like, I'll let them take care of it and mm-hmm. I'll learn from the best. But I cared about other things. And so that's where I put my time and my effort. And so I remember, but I always met with teachers. So teachers are very active. They are. And whether you're a part of the UEA or not, regular teachers would call me and say, I'm concerned about this bill. And I would, uh, sometimes I would say, that bill has not come up yet. I don't know what it is. Tell me what it does. And so they would say, uh, I would say, if you're knowledgeable about a subject, be ready to talk about it. Okay. So the advantage was this teacher um, knew the language she didn't like. She said, I'm reading in the bill um, and bills in Utah are very easy to read. Um, Everything that's underlined is new language that's going to be added to code. Everything that's uh, stricken through is language going to be taken out of the code. And so she read this, here's this new language. And this really bothers me. Can you tell me why the, why you guys are doing that? And I said, I cannot tell you right now, but you better believe I'll find out where this came from. And so I went to the bill sponsor uh, and it was actually, I remember this particular bill. It was uh, the house sponsor was Jefferson Moss. He's in leadership now and he's a phenomenal representative and knows education so much better than me than I will ever know. And so I talked with him and said, can you give me the background of this bill? And he just laid out why we were doing what we were doing. I expressed some of the concerns that this teacher had. He resolved them for me. And so I called the teacher back and said, here's the impetus of this bill. Here's what it does. And let me, t- let me resolve your concerns or let me tell you what, what, this, uh, what this legislator told me. And she said, oh, okay, makes that, makes total, that makes total sense. Okay, I'm fine with that if that's what it does. And that was it. And that was it. And okay. we, never, we never got in an, ar- I never got in an argument um, there were some mean constituents. <laughs> there um, always are. Few very passionate people. I mean, God, there's some jerks out there. <laughs> and and I just remember, uh, especially with Senator Romney's office, um, people would call and say, "We love Senator Romney. We love what he's doing. Say how gr- we love this bill. It's awesome. Uh, go Mitt." And then that was it. And we would record. You know, that you, you're calling from um, Salt Lake. You're calling from West Jordan. And we would record all of that. And then the next person would call and say, Mitt's a rhino. He's the worst. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't represent Utah, which it's like a Bonneville shoreline trail bill. So it's as mm-hmm. Utah as you can get. Right. Um, and then they would never explain why they didn't like the bill. It was just, it was just, it. we hate Mitt. Um, I'm like, one time, please, one time, will someone please call the office and say, hey, I saw that this bill was announced and it was on the news. I don't understand it. Could you tell me what this bill does and why Mitt decided to run it? Yes, we would love to talk to you. 
That is good that. to know. Is that a conversation that could be had on the phone, or is that a process of making an appointment? No, call. Just really call the just office. Calling in. Okay. A lot of times you're going to talk to an intern. I want people to um, know this. So normally in a month, our office would get about three or uh, three thousand calls. Okay, from from Utahns. Um, after the impeachment vote, <laughs> uh, we received a hundred thousand calls in three days. In three days. In three days, a hundred thousand okay. calls, and we're talking. We're answering it with like a small staff. And three interns. Oh, um, and so it's three. It's three wonderful interns that are getting just screamed at on the phone or praised, and they, you know, they're just answering the phone calls. And uh, so a lot of times you're going to call the office and you're going to talk to an intern, and they're not going to be knowledgeable on the subject. They don't know how. They don't know how their congressman or their senator really thinks and why they're doing what they're doing. Things just move so fast. Mm-hmm. And, we think of Congress as moving super slow, um, but that's because they deal with hundreds of issues at the exact same time. And so it is not inappropriate to call and say, um, I would love for someone to call me and talk to me about Mitt Romney's Family Security Act. I don't get it. Sounds great or sounds stupid. And I just want to find out what it does and what programs it gets rid of, what it adds. Like, what does it do? Um, I would love someone to call me back absolutely we will have someone call you back it's a low pressure situation a staffer is going to call you back and explain and just explain the details and, and explain answer the, the details. questions and that's it so they're not judging you they don't know who you are mm-hmm. um and get the facts and i i think that's totally appropriate and it's it's would be a breath of fresh air for congressional staff or even legislators to be able to explain why they're doing what they're doing i i appreciate that too just on the city level and so I can imagine they appreciate it. I love it when people call and say, hey, why did you do this? Or what do you think about this? And I can explain f- from my perspective yeah. why I think it's a good or a bad idea. And at least they give me the opportunity. And really, people do walk away from those conversations thinking, okay, well, all right, great. You explained it. It makes sense. I know when I've called the school board on, in behalf of constituents who have questions, um, and, and they might tell me no, but at least they, they give me an answer. Right. And so it's, it is really helpful to be able to do that. Well, I mean... I appreciate that. You have an infrastructure bill that's 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 being negotiated and mm-hmm. it was negotiated for like five months. And I mean, how great is it for the mayor of Kaysville to call and say, hey, you know what? On the bridge on 200 North, on 2nd North, all the panels are falling off and no one's taking responsibility. UDOT won't, the feds won't, blah, blah, blah. Can you help us insert some language that will give, will we'll give someone some responsibility, will help us there? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's get that in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. There, exactly. There's so many opportunities instead of just complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I get that if you're thinking we just hate the whole bill, so we will not be involved. But it's usually never, that's usually not the case. Usually not the case. Yes. And, and from the standpoint of like, let's just vote no on everything. Cause I hate everything. Um, uh, awesome. The bill's going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> and now California is going to get all of all the money, the money right. that Kaysville should get or that Salt Lake should get or whatever. Yeah. Like we sure. have water issues up the wazoo we do. in Utah. Like let's get some of that for us. It, like it, I don't want it to go to Mississippi. I don't want it to go to New York. I exactly. Want it to be and that's why we need to be involved. And lobbyists can help 
keep us abreast. What I really appreciate is the Utah League of Cities and Towns, very involved. An amazing organization. An amazing organization I get to serve right now on the board, which has been so fascinating and so helpful just to understand how things work. What I really appreciate within our local and our state leadership and our federal leadership is that we can call, like you said. I can call and, and I can ask questions and they'll return. They'll answer the phone. Yeah. Number one, I have cell numbers for most of these people and it's great. They'll answer their phone. And they're all terrified of you, and so they really want to <laughs> yeah, <wanna> answer. <laughs> My deep questions. <laughs> But it's it's just nice. It's nice having that ability to reach out and, and find out information. What's been interesting for me as a city council person and now as a mayor is I want to make sure that I'm asking the right questions because I don't want to waste political, what capital. is it, capital yeah. in terms of just making sure that the questions that we ask and the things that we ask for are really, really impactful to the city. Yeah. And so... On a federal level, I've thought, you know, I've got a great relationship with Congressman Moore, for example. He's he's attended great lots guy. of things in, in Kaysville. And I can call him and, and ask him for things. But sometimes I'm not sure what exactly is affecting Kaysville specifically. Um, and I feel like the, the things that affect the state are being handled by, by, the, state, by the state people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, I, I do know, okay. first of all, never feel like you're wasting political capital. I mean, obviously... Uh, mayors and city council members out there don't ask for stupid stuff that doesn't affect you, but you're not like that. So don't ever feel like you're wasting political capital by asking for things and advocating for your city. That's your job. Don't ever like never feel bad about doing your job. Okay. Um, because Congressman Moore is not going to feel bad about doing his job. He's going to help Kaysville whenever they get, whenever he gets asked. Um, just that's the kind of, and that's the kind of people we have in our delegation. I really don't know anyone in the delegation, um, that won't actually advocate at all, um, for folks. I mean, sometimes they have, you're, you're never going to have the Utah Planned Parenthood call. And say, hey, will you advocate for this pro-choice? <laughs> of course not. No, like don't um, right. use common sense here. But but for cities and counties in the state, um, before Senator Romney ever did anything that impacted the state, you better believe he they he called the governor's office. They worked with Speaker Wilson and they worked with President Adams. And they all gave insightful comments like, we want to do a fire suppression act and here's what it's going to say. Mm-hmm. And then president Adams and, and the governor's office and speaker Wilson could add or subtract or don't, no, don't do that. We tried this, add this, do this. And that's what makes legislation better. It's true. And their feedback comes from mayors and councils and state legislators. And they're listening to that, which is really nice to know. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. Um, the central the central Utah water project mm-hmm. um is a is a huge issue um and it has been for years um so when the when the bill was actually getting negotiated the infrastructure bill um that was a real priority for Senator Romney and because he was negotiating it and he was negotiating it in good faith um when the bill was printed uh they actually didn't have the language for the Central Utah Water Project in it that he had been ad- advocating for. It was left out. It, and Accidentally or? So I think it was accidental. Oh. I mean, these are like, I. L- lots of revisions. Normally I don't trust like the, the Democrat side, mm-hmm. but this was, this I believe was accidental by staff. <clears throat> and so you had Senator Romney who went to um, the majority leader of the Senate and said, this language that has been in here since the very beginning that I've been advocating for, for Utah is no longer in the bill. And so Chuck Schumer wanted a vote really quickly. I bet. And so he said, 
uh, why don't you just, just, we're sorry. We didn't mean to have that not in what let's just pass the bill, um, today. And then we will take care of it. In we'll, conference. It. we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take care of you. And, uh, and the Senator, uh, Senator Tester from Montana, um, who was a Democrat, he looked at Chuck Schumer and goes, do you think that's good enough for Mitt? And he goes, let's, let's delay the vote a day. That's great. And so that's the kind of power you have in Washington. I think when you are, when you put it all out there and you negotiate and a lot of times do things that aren't popular, Central Utah Water Project, um, uranium tailings out in Moab, uh, 20 plus million for wild horse and borough management. I did hear I about, mean, yeah. this, this is the kind of stuff that is important to Utah. Mm-hmm. Pilt, Pilt is extremely important. Um, and, and Mitt voted for the uh, omnibus bill where that got funded and he got a number of things for Hill Air Force Base that he had advocated for. So he gets, he got everything that he, that the state and localities asked him for. He was able to get that appropriated in certain bills. And then he gets excoriated when he votes for them. And, uh, and when I ask him, like, how does it feel just kind of getting beat up mm-hmm. after they're asking you, they're asking you for these things and, and, and you get them, them and, then... and he'll say, I'm, I can't in good faith go and ask for and advocate for Utah and then vote no on the bill because I have a principle of, spe- you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend see. more money. Like. How will appropriators ever trust me again if he that I'm going to back them up? Like, no, that's not who I am. Let me get beat up, but I did the right thing for Utah. The Hill Air Force Base interchange. It's interesting. Um, they're going to build the new Sunset Gate. Uh, that's a big deal for it, Northern Utah. Huge. Um, and Senator Romney voted for the bill, you know, and gets gets excoriated for it. And that's okay. Like, I think, I mean, it's not okay. I have strong feelings about it. <laughs> um, but Senator Romney understands his role and i think uh whether you agree with him or not that's fine but i think elected officials need to take note and say like i'm going to do what i believe is right and i don't care if i'm going to lose my next election i don't care if rocks are going to get thrown at me this is why i'm there (laughs) right 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 we're there not to take up space we're Mm -hmm. there to do what we feel is best and and that feedback should come from our constituents so is that a messaging issue on the Romney side where maybe you know, they could just be better at really communicating. I know no matter what we so, do, it's never enough. I understand that. Um, I don't think so. And the, and the reason I'll say, uh, say this is because we would send out a newsletter, um, emailed tens of thousands of people in Utah every Friday Highlight that everything. explained, um, we had, we would get reporters to write articles. Uh, we would get op-eds, um, and then they would post it on social media, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and it didn't. It I mean, it didn't matter. matter. People still would would call and not understand um, what they were, what he was trying to do, or they would understand and would just hate him for it. And and that's just the risk you take nowadays. I mean, it's true. Legitimately, so. I've I met Romney could post on Facebook. Um, I really like puppies, and the amount of hateful comments he will get. On that is just how it is. I mean, you have a candidate in the first district right now mm-hmm. who I won't even mention his name. Um, and his biggest insult that he could find on every single email I get from his campaign is enough of the Mitt Romneys, you know? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, why would we want some- to get anything done? 
and he's saying, I will get rid of earmarks. I will get rid of, and I'm like, you will? What other freshman, you know? And, right, how are and, you going to do that exactly? Blake's voting the right way. So mm-hmm. it's like, how can, anyway, uh, uh, that, that gets really frustrating uh, when I see that a lot of times. Um, but I, I mean, just on this infrastructure bill, and now I'm rambling, but I'll just say that if you remember right, the Democrats wanted a $6.2 trillion infrastructure bill. An insane amount of money. Yeah. And so Senator Romney and nine other Republicans came together with 10 Democrats and said, and, and I remember talking to Senator Romney about this, and I would say, and I, I cast doubt upon his judgment and said, there's no way, uh, there's no way that, that this will pass. You can't have a small infrastructure bill and then not expect them to use reconciliation to just ram the other $5 trillion down your throat. That's how they are. That's Mm -hmm. how the Democrats are operating right now. And he goes, no, you watch. Um, We're going to take this $6 trillion bill that they want. And it was a social spending bill. It wasn't an infrastructure bill. Remember the the stupid sayings of like childcare is infrastructure. Oh, Everyone right. was just making it, it, everything up uh-huh. to have it fit in this bill. Right. And so Had Senator it. Romney, what he did was he said, we're going to take the true infrastructure out water, broadband roads, bridges. Mm-hmm. We're going to take that out of their proposal. We're going to have a standalone bill. It's going to, I think it ended up being like 570 billion, whatever the number was. So down from 6 trillion, mm-hmm. And then that's the bill that they got passed. The actual infrastructure infrastructure bill that got passed. Um, And then they paired it with the highway funding bill that they do every five years. And so it ended up being a trillion dollars down from 6.3 plus Plus, the 500. Plus everything else they were trying to stick in in there. And this is stuff we got for Utah. And it's like not social spending. This is real water. Um, infrastructure. infrastructure, bridges, mm-hmm. things like that. Generational investments and in he's Utah. he's the only one in the delegation that voted for it. The only one. And watch, we saw what happened months after Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin didn't vote for reconciliation they ended because up. they got their infrastructure package. The rest of it was unpopular in their states. So he knew. So they backed off. So... Do I hate that we had to spend $580 billion? I hate it more than anything. Am I w- really glad that we spent $580 billion versus, versus $6.3 trillion? I'm ecstatic. It's true. Great job. Yeah, it is true. That's, that's negotiation. That's negotiation. And, and that's what comes from being a senior, having senior status, yeah. right? He's just, been around just the block. understanding, having the respect of your constituents. And people got to understand he and was the governor. He was the that. governor of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So when I said, "Do you do you hate the Senate because it was so much better being an executive?" and he goes, "I only had two Republican senators. Everything I had to do, was, everything I got done, was negotiation." Well, and um, that's and so he's like, "I was able to get my priorities done while negotiating with the other party." And it's a fifty-fifty Senate right now. You need sixty votes. You have right. to negotiate if you want anything done. Right. And that's the thing that's frustrating to me with these, with, with some of the campa- campaigns that I'm seeing, because they're saying, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fix things. And I'm thinking, nobody knows who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> How are you going to be effective? Right. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody, y- you have, you have no track record. Mm-hmm. You have no clout. You have no relationships. This is not the time in my mind to be risking and you it's know, Utah's future on, on that. You I, bring up a really good point because although like they really don't have a name, 
isn't this the kind of red meat rhetoric that we just eat up though? It is. It I is. Mean, we want to be able to go in there and our storm side watches and... Fox News religiously. Yeah. And if Tucker Carlson said it, then it must be so. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you have Rachel Maddow spewing whatever. And I got to tell you, they're probably both wrong. Right. Um, there's a there's middle. somewhere in the middle. There's negotiation. If there is a if there is a crazy headline, you are going to click and read that article. That's what it is about. It is. And so headlines. take a minute, take a step back. And and I think that's why it's so great that you brought up how do we engage like elected officials? Call them on the phone and just talk, talk to them. They're they're real people. They want to they want to explain what they're doing. Why is Highway 89 taking so long? Why don't you have overpasses? Why are you going under? <laughs> right. Um talk Caseville's trying to get yeah. an at-grade crossing on the West Davis Corridor and to it or north. Oh. And, and we're having these conversations. Yeah. Yes. And, and so you're, you're in the room. Mm-hmm. So when a constituent calls who's been complaining to their family, this is what my, I always complain to my wife, and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> right, who to call, but, call them. Right. Make, but you've been in that room. So when a constituent calls you and says, I'm really ticked about 200 North, and I want this and this and this, well, let me explain what we're doing. True. And we'd love your input. And we'll see if we can push for some of that. It, you're right. And, and I appreciate it. I really, I, I appreciate it and I respect it when people are willing to have those conversations. Right. And so I just want to make sure that people realize how they can have those conversations and what they can talk about. Because it is intimidating sometimes. Uh-huh. Even people showing up at a city council meeting, they're intimidated. It's scary. Because we do know what we're talking about, hopefully, because we've been mm-hmm. talking about it for a long time. And for them to come in off the street and have an, an issue with it can be intimidating yeah to present their information but i'm really grateful when they do and and, I think, and it makes the process better i think when they when a when a person you don't know from kaysville calls you and asks a question and you don't they don't just call and say i have a question about 200 north and you answer <laughs> and the call is over in a minute it's now tell me where you live again Oh, you live right behind Davis High. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know the Johnsons? Do you know You're right. Utah is all about making connections with people and places? You're right, it is. And and so now it's not just a constituent that is called. It is um oh, Mary Johnson called me. She lives by Davis High and now we're friends. You're right. They're a real person. It's a different it's a different experience. And now Mary Johnson, when she calls you, mm-hmm. she's not going to be scared to call you anymore. And in fact, her neighbors you know, are going to, when they, they has, have these conversations, she'll say, well, I know the mayor. You could just give her a call. She's, exactly. And I, that's, and that's important. Great. That's it important is. for democracy is to actually be in the know. When it you is. get your, when you get your ballot in the mail, um, my, I believe very differently sometimes than my parents. And I love when the ballot shows up in the mail because they call me. Now, who is this person running? And you who know do I like? And I'm like, let me tell you who I like. <laughs> and uh, that's great. And I think that's important. But it the is. fact that we call each other and we find out, and when they call Mary Johnson and say, "Now who is who's Tammy Tran? Mm-hmm. What what's she running for?" Let me tell you, she is the greatest. True. And I think it benefits both sides. One gets information, and one gets another ally. You're right, and we share it. And there's so much respect. And and it's true because even even thinking about our our state legislators, sometimes I think, oh, I don't want to bug them, but I love it when people bug me, yeah. so to speak, because it means they care. Mm-hmm. And the more they hear from us, the more you build that relationship of trust and respect and and familiarity. 
Right. So that it's more comfortable to ask questions in the future. Right. You're right. That's public engagement at its best. I don't know anyone in the legislature who hates talking. I, I don't either. They've, they're all fantastic. And I don't know anyone on our city council who hates talking to people. Right. They love it when people call. Because they would and, rather have that conversation than someone screaming at them. Uh, right, city, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the emails might be screaming and mad yeah. or the text messages, but conversations are usually pretty friendly yeah. and pretty, pretty respectful. I found so. that the angriest, this was really hard for me to do, but someone gave me this advice when I was in the legislature. The angriest emails that I got, who were from constituents, honestly, if you emailed, I was from West Jordan. So if you emailed me from Ogden, I did not care what, <laughs> what you, you I don't because, care what you because say. Because you're West Jordan. Um, and, and I, I would call the person who was super angry at me. And that was a really hard thing to do because I felt that I was making, I was making kind of an extra effort to show my position and, mm -hmm. and, and talk with them um, instead of just a keyboard warrior who just screams stuff on Facebook. Because these people it's that like term. are screaming stuff on Facebook, they're super nice people when you meet them in real life. Oh, yeah, they and are. they would never say a mean word about you. Not in person. But once they get behind that keyboard, <laughs> mm -hmm. they are different people. They and are. they're people I don't want to be around. It's true. And so these emails that people get, uh, that the candidates get and that elected officials get, that was really hard for me to learn. But if I could just talk to them on the phone, it, it takes them by surprise. They can't, they're not going to yell at you on the phone You're for right. the most part. And Sometimes people are so open. shocked when I do call back. Yeah. You the know, because they me. didn't expect yeah. or, or, you know, whoever I am at the time, they, they're just surprised. Yeah. And, and happy and relieved and sort of embarrassed also. Sometimes, based have you upon, ever had apologies? Like, hey, oh, I'm so uh -huh. sorry, I left. Yeah, that I was in such. Yeah, I was, I was in, in a bad. I was in a bad <laughs> mood. I was a little bit passionate. <laughs> I'm, I didn't mean it to come across rudely, and yeah. I'll just say, hey, I understand being passionate and interested, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. That's and, great. It, and it is great, Adam. It's great. I appreciate your time. You yeah, are, you are thank so you. accomplished. <laughs> you, you're a baby. I'm older than pretty much everyone I know lately which I don't like. I peaked but, at 30, so see, we're done. You're just, you're young and you're smart and you're in, in the know. You've already been an elected official. You've served in the state legislature. You've served on Senator Romney's staff. You've been his state director. Now you're a lobbyist and you've created this organization, which will help businesses and aerospace and the government and everybody work together. It's an exciting time. You, Get involved. You Anybody are an can incredible do this. Guy. Anybody can do this. Get involved. You're fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mayor.